hundred years. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta move on. Those days are gone now. Mike Young, stories that need to be told. Stock tip Dave in the passenger seat of his own car. I took over. He's nervous. I'm on my. He's terrified. I'm on my way to the airport. Me and Saget have four shows in Washington State in Spokane this weekend. So if you're listening and this gets out by tonight or tomorrow, we got two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Spokane Comedy Club. Looking forward to it. Dave's terrified. He's in a brand new car. I threw him out of his own driver's seat. I had to take over because you know, you know, if you were driving this, never we'd not be here right now. I know we we we, we uh, missed a few cars barely, a few curbs barely. Yeah, <laughs> he's scared. He's scared in his own car. But looking forward to these shows. What a week! What a week, man! Putting together Saget Show videos after dark. We got our premiere date that I cannot tell you, but it's very exciting, and it's coming in March. Videos after dark with Bob Saget will be there in March. Been writing on the show 12-hour days, 11, 13-hour days. This is what it is to really write for network television. It's no joke. This is why writers look exhausted. They look unhealthy. They wear back braces. They smoke and drink. I, I do none of that. I try to keep it healthy. I'm eating cashews and pineapple at the writer's room. I'm just trying to keep it, keep it healthy because you could see it going the other way. Every three hours, they want to order you food. It's very easy to get into a fat, lazy writer life. But if you buy the book Rituals about all the great writers in the world, they all used to walk a lot. Walking was like a big part of their life. And I am officially making walking a big part of my writing life. Two days ago, I walked 11.1 miles. Yesterday, after working nine, 10 hours in the office, I started walking home. Yesterday was only a... Yesterday was light. Yesterday was a five-mile day. So it wasn't a big day for walking. But the day before, I got 16 miles in. I got, yeah, 16 miles in in two days. That's big. <laughs> um, I had lunch with Michael Rappaport today. He's doing stand-up comedy. He asked me to come see him to see if, you know, maybe I wanted to write a couple things for him, with him. He's good. He's a natural comedian. Well, I left myself the entire time. Right? I mean, you saw him with me. He's a natural comedian with, by the way, real bits. He's not just getting up and ranting like he does on social media. He's doing his real thing, you know? And that comes from 25, 30 years in the game, 30-year actor. But also what no one knows about Rappaport, he started stand-up before he ever acted. His stepfather was a part owner of the Improv Comedy Club. Oh, wow. So it's in his blood. All these guys have shit that no... Everyone's got a history no one talks about. His family was already in the comedy club business at a high level. His dad was literally his stepdad, part owner of the the improv, the world-famous improv. And we were just talking about what it is to be a comedian and where do you go to, like, work on your craft. You can't go to the comedy store on a packed night and work on your stuff. You know what I mean? You need those underground spots where there's 10 people, you know? Just where there's nobody there. You need... Don't worry, Dave. I'm not going to kill us. You need the basement of the Ramada Inn. When I was coming up, 
with Sebastian and Brett Ernst and Ahmed Ahmed and Bobby Lee and our Butch Bradley and Tony Rock. When I was coming up with our crew, bro, we were doing five nights a week in random places. Also, the comedy store back then, 15 years ago, the comedy store was not popping like it is. You know what I mean? I had girls on stage every Sunday night from the audience just dancing for no reason. I was turning the comedy store into a strip club. And then what happened was Joe Rogan brought it back like five years ago, six years ago, got it popular again. They started making money, and now it's booming again. But the irony is there's only a few really good comedians performing. You know what I mean? Like there's just some whack dudes out there who put people in the seats because they got big podcasts or they got big Instagram. You know, and it's like, it's a weird thing right now, man. You know, it's, it's quantity over quality, but you still get to see Chappelle pop up and you still get Sebastian popping up and you, you'll still get some quality in there, but the comedy store is all about making that money right now, you know? So it's, it's been interesting to, I watched the dead comedy store go to the live comedy store. You know, when I came to the comedy store, it was empty, but it was legendary. So, uh, you would see Chris Rock in there working on his Oscar material. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, for real, Chris Rock was, every night, he was doing the Oscar stuff. I remember watching him work on his Oscar bit, and he was trying to do a bit about Leo. And I'm friends with Leo, so I called Leo. I was like, yo, bro, Chris Rock's about to do a bit on you. <laughs> and I recorded it. I fucking, yeah, I did. I fucking, like, a, like an FBI agent. <laughs> I recorded Chris Rock's Oscar monologue at the comedy store, and I called Leo. I said, yo, bro, just take a listen. If you're good, leave it. If you're not, maybe you call him and ask him to go easy on you. But it turned out okay. You know what I mean? It turned out fine. He didn't even do the bit on Leo on the Oscars, I don't think. The whole bit was like, if Leonardo DiCaprio loses the Oscar, what's going to happen? Leo's going to get less pussy? (laughs) I don't feel bad for Leo. That's my bad Chris Rock when my allergies are bothering me. Don't worry, Dave. It's not your cat. Is it your cat? No. It got the car clean yesterday. I want to do a new comedy song called Call Me When Your Cat Dies. About dating a girl that you really like, but she's got a cat. And you, it's called Call Me When Your Cat Dies. And I know all you animal lovers out there, good for you. I don't mean it in a bad way. I don't want your cat to die. But I'm not dating you till your cat's dead. Or you get rid of it. So... Sorry, that cuts out a lot of dating possibilities and potential in the world, but I'm okay with it because I just, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I'm all right. I'm not dating you. I dated a girl recently. She had the cat. Kissed the cat. Hugged the cat. You smell like cat. You smell like a cat, (laughs) girl. I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. You smell like a cat. Guys don't like it. You know what I mean? I know you love your animals, and I also want to start... Fuckyourdog.com Because everyone's got their dog All your dogs Are idiots Alright and you're an idiot because All the dogs are out here going to the bathroom At the grove they're going to the bathroom on the sidewalk Now I gotta watch my step In life because we're Overpopulated around this little area With dogs and I like dogs but I don't think your dog Likes you you think your dog wants to go linger around some sushi at a, at a restaurant? You think your dog wants to be in a Greek restaurant watching flaming cheese go by? You think your dog wants to see a fucking turkey on a platter when it wants to eat a turkey alive? No. Consider your dog, okay? Fyourdog.com. 
two most unpopular websites in the world. Or no, most popular web, unpopular website and the most unpopular song. But I can't wait to write it. Anyway, I got a haircut today. I'm on my way to the airport. Me and Saget, we got four shows. Bob's name is popping up all over right now because the show's coming out. So, like, ticket sales are booming right now. We're already sold out. Already? We're sold out. In every city? So far, we're sold out in Rochester. We're sold out in San, uh, San Jose. We're sold out in Spokane. Actually, San Jose, there's a few tickets left. So, next weekend, we're in San Jose, Friday, Saturday night. Super Bowl Sunday. Coming back for Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. Of course, the funniest is... I've, I've been on the road for a million Super Bowls. I've been on the road for nine of them probably with Saget. He doesn't even know the Super Bowl's going on. So I guarantee our tickets, which he already booked, we're coming back in the middle of the Super Bowl. I guarantee you. I mean, that's quite a controversy. They think um, it should be the Saints and the Super Bowl. It should be the Saints and the Super Bowl because the refs blew that call. But refs blow calls all the time. <laughs> they blew him in the Patriots game too, they said. You know, they did. And by the way, the Patriots, I talked to Gronkowski yesterday. Did yeah. I tell you that? No. I was on the phone. I was on the phone. Man, I got stories. I'm the Forrest Gump of this, this business. No one knows, but I know people. So I produced and I wrote the Showtime special with Gronkowski called uh, Unsportsmanlike Comedy. So I went to his house. I hung out with him. I talked to him yesterday, congratulated him. He's such a lighthearted, good dude, man. Gronkowski is awesome. You know what I mean? Everybody can learn from Gronkowski. Like the Gronk Law. Just be happy that you're there. This dude is like yelling, laughing on the phone. You know what I mean? Just so happy that I congratulated him. He's like, what's up, bro? I had him sign a couple jerseys, um, you know, roundabout way, side side track. White boy Rick is obviously incarcerated for another couple months. And um, he actually asked me to get Gronk to sign some jerseys to Scott Silver, who's the writer for White Boy Rick, who wrote The Fighter, who wrote um, Scott Silver. What else did he write? He's writing a new Marvel movie. Scott Silver's a beast of a writer. Um, so I got Gronk to sign a couple of jerseys and personalize them to Silver because he's a huge fan, which I thought was very nice of myself. Um... I'm the plug, bro. Plug one. Uh, I called my nephew. I, I wired my nephew some money today. Both my nephews. Just like, just so they can have like a little spending money for fun. You know what I mean? It's like, what else am I going to do? I got a great job at ABC. I got no girlfriend, no wife, no kids. I got rent and I got no car. You know what I mean? And I'm not paying you to take me to the, <laughs> to the airport right now. Because I got no cash on me I'm saving money So I figure, you know what Nothing makes me happier Than my nephews being happy And obviously my brother takes care of them too But like, I just thought it would be a fun side gig To just like, give them some extra cash To spend on video games Or whatever they do Whatever they want to do um, So, that's, that's that Traffic's opened up nicely right now We got a 702 arrival um, I board at 8 o'clock. I keep saying, um, my ears are very stuffed, which is very strange for me. I don't know why. I feel like I've been riding high anxiety all day, maybe because I had a couple shots of espresso. And 
I'm under a good amount of pressure to edit single mic, get Bob Saget's show going, and I got some really great, cool news on the way that I don't want to bring up yet, but let's just say it has to do with one of the most epic rap groups of all time, and it's very po- it's awesome and positive. Dave, should we shut that right now just because it might be windy on the pod? Dave's got us rocking with the sunroof. By the way, Dave, the car drives great. Yeah, you like it? Yeah. You? I love it. Here, try sport mode. Oh, we're in sport mode. Now you're in sport mode. Oh, this is big. We're in, Oh, I feel it. Yeah. Have you done it in sport mode? Yeah, I love it. I'm trying to show Dave that aggressive, confident driving is better than timid, sit-back driving. You need to be assertive in the, on the road. It's actually safer to be assertive than to be wishy-washy. So that being said, Saget right now sitting in the Delta Lounge, wait, <coughs> waiting for me. Open that back up, Dave. I think I'm having an uh, attack from the cat. <laughs> I opened it halfway, so it's not all the way. Thanks. I got little coughs going on, but call me when your cat's dead. Call, <laughs> <laughs> call me when your cat dies, Dave. I mean, listen. Poor Dave gets stuck with the cat problem because, I mean, let's let's face it. On set, you rented a car full of cat. I mean, it <laughs> through the app Turo. <laughs> Turo, right. they, didn't, they didn't tell us it was a pet-friendly car. <coughs> through the app Turo, we rented a car. I mean, we rented yeah, we rented a car, and it had cat hair all over it, and it was a big bummer. <laughs> Man, I'm choking. We ended up paying $12 for it. No wonder it was $12. The car was covered in cat hair. Nobody could breathe in it. Connolly thought I was being a hypochondriac that he got in his both his eyes shut. He couldn't direct for seven hours. He couldn't see anything. <laughs> so we were all very sensitive to it. <coughs> Ugh, man. I'm highly sensitive to allergies. I, I, I don't like it. I can't help it. I've always been that way. But what are you going to do? I'm, I, I got cat allergies. And I can feel it. It's because I'm sitting in the seat that Dave gets the, you know, the, this is Dave's seat. It was clean yesterday. All right. Well, you're doing good. It's, it's, it's all right. I don't want to, I don't want to give you a cat, fo- you know, a cat complex. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm weaving in and out strong, huh? <laughs> <coughs> We're creeping up. What were we gonna say? No, I was saying you're you're pausing on the podcast. <laughs> There's some silence. Oh, was I pausing? Yeah. Was there a strong pause? Yeah. Like a ten second? Yeah. No way. It was just you like choking on the podcast. Oh yeah, I'm choking. <laughs> I couldn't catch my breath. I got cat hair stuck in one one side of my throat. Anyway, Washington should be fun. Last time I can't remember actually. Last time I went to Spokane, I know I've been there before. I definitely can't remember anything about it, but I'm sure Spokane's a super cool place. I feel like I did a Facebook Live last year from there, and I remember it being very cold, but (laughs) the funny thing is I'm going to get to the airport. Saget's going to want to work on the video show in the Delta Lounge right now, but he's going to have to understand we got to just calm down right now. I got to just chill get ready to get on the plane we don't have much time to work on the wraps or anything but it is a very exciting time in the world of bob saget's video after dark record with him 
I should record with him. Yeah, tell me, get him on the get him on the next seven. Put it on this podcast. Okay, Dave, what do you think about calling every podcast? Burt Kreischer, Brett Ernst, Theo Vaughn, Andrew Santino, all you guys, and get me on that podcast so I can talk about I the show the before it comes so out. Comments. Brett always responds on um, Instagram. So I can yeah, just... Brett's a real person who lives by uh, it has integrity and lives by principle. Not a, not a lot of people have live by a code anymore, man. You know, I live by a code. You know, I you gotta you gotta have honor. Go ahead, buddy, in your truck. I got you, Yukon. Yukoner. You know, you gotta have some honor in this world. You know, treat people with respect, and you will get respect. Don't try to screw people over, you know? And don't let money be your first thought. I'll, I'll philosophize all day. But I want to figure out how to get our podcast on that next level, Dave. And we're, you know, we're, we're doing consistent stuff right now. And I'm telling these stories. I just feel like there's, there's like a disconnect. And it's, let me tell you this. Videos After Dark with Saget, we have a social media uh, area Like we have 15 people Dedicated to social media So guess what I'm going to do Dave On Monday when I go into work What's that? I'm going up to the social media people I'm going to say Listen Let Bob do all the TV shows The talk shows Let me Let me Put me on all the podcasts And blow up stories That need to be told Then we can get you some money And a new shirt And a cat roller <laughs> Alright you will be conning people like Billy McFarlane from Fry Festival, that's for sure. Oh, Billy McFarlane, Fry Festival documentary, one of the best documentaries I've seen in a while. What a scumbag you are, Billy McFarlane. And any of you people out there that believed in him, and I'm sorry, the F. Jerry people believed in Billy McFarlane, thought he was really the real deal. You're suckers, man. I can't believe he got you. I can't believe it. Because there's about 10% of everything he said that is a good idea if you did it legit. But this guy was robbing Peter to pay Paul all day. And you can't live like that, guys. Can't do it. Three things always come out. The sun, the moon, and the truth. And that's the truth. And the truth was he was a thief and a con man and a fraudulent fraudster. And they're everywhere. You got to be careful of these con men, people. When someone's too excited, too gung-ho, relax. When they got wide-eyed crazy look, they're probably a con man. You know, they're out there. Don't be suckered. Take me back when I was a kid. Take me Never back. Never had now. to worry about oh. what I did. The one time I'm a man two. now. Check it out. Now. Gotta the get it down. Sound. No time get for fun now. now. Take me back uh. when I was one, a kid. Two. Never had to worry Take about what back. I Coming did. Coming back for you. But I'm a man now. Where we're going now.